Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for December 9th, 2018. Koyo here. So very, very glad you joined us. Well, the holiday season is approaching in terms of the winter holidays and time when things get hectic and stressful in a good way. Uh, well, I was watching television the other day I was watching a Netflix uh, series called Frontier which I enjoy it's about the I think the I don't know if it's the 18th or 1800s or maybe 1700s about the fur trade Hudson Bay Company in the New England states and unrelated to the show or its theme or uh, subject matter each episode starts with a quote from, you know, an interesting quote. Okay. And it doesn't have anything to do with the show, really. I don't know why they did this, but I'm glad they did because they have some interesting quotes. And I want to talk about one of them. It said, if something like, well, I don't know if it's exact words, but if you stand in the middle of the road, you get hit from both directions. And it's in Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) When I saw that, of course, it's kind of a chuckle a little bit. But, you know, whenever you hear a quote, it could be used in different ways to make different points. Because sometimes it's good to stand in the middle of a road in terms of uh, not taking stands on either extremes or either side, okay, but having a little wider perspective. And, of course, on the other hand, the meaning of this quote is, well, since it's a politician that made it, says, well, you got two issues or maybe a partisan thing, and you don't, you, you take a stand sort of in the middle. Then you get criticized by both, both parties, and uh, you're disliked by both parties. Whereas if you took 
one position, okay, one side of the road, okay, then you go in, are you going with that flow of traffic or movement, okay, and you have that partisanship, okay, and you have only half of the enemies, okay, and that's what uh, I remember Thich Nhat Khan said in the Vietnam War, for which he, his efforts, he won the Nobel Peace Prize, he said the uh, the thing about being a mediator is that both sides don't trust you. You know. So if you're trying to uh, solve like a uh, uh, Middle East conflict or uh, you know Palestinians against the uh, Jewish and uh, IRA versus England or these kind of big conflicts. And you say you have a religious leader or any, any kind of leader that says, well, let's be balanced about this, okay? Then then the, each side feels like, well, if you're not with us, you're against us, okay? And I really like Thich Nhat Khan's, um said he, he sees his role as going to each side and letting them know how the other side is suffering, Huh? Isn't that interesting? That's brilliant. Topic of how quotes or metaphors, uh, analogies, uh, how they're used to make a certain point and how they're interpreted depends on the context, right? And this is where I think Buddhism comes in, where context is everything. It depends who's saying it, when they're saying it, and what kind of situation that quote is comes from in terms of its interpretation or meaning. Okay? Um, and this reminds me of a of a teaching that I once heard in a it was an interfaith retreat in Minnesota actually in interfaith retreat and there was a, a Hindu representative, a, a lady. And when in one of our casual conversations she said that, you know, when you think think about uh, uh, what's a valid point that has to do with values or opinions or what's right or what's best, you have to think about person, place, and time. Okay? It's really, that's what context means. It, it means it all depends. Person, place, and time. You might think, hey, this is, this is, you know, sexual orientation was a, social mores were really strong at a certain time, and how they have changed, or gender issues, or, you know. So it's if you make an absolute statement like this is wrong or this is the, you know, right. Uh, well, <laughs> you can't say that in an absolute sense. Okay. Uh, no, or as one Greek philosopher put it, no right or wrong, just thinking makes it so. And sometimes we talk about suchness or reality as it is, not as we want it to be. Huh? And even a person himself might be, I was just reading uh, in, the, in, a, in a magazine, The Week, where they had a, its big feature was on George Soros was a, a billionaire and he he gives a lot of his money to 
certain causes and certain parties. And he started, and it said he started out as a conservative. But now he's, all of his donations go to dem, democratic liberal causes. Um, and then explains how that came about, okay, where he protested when, soon as when George W. Bush went into Iraq and that war and everything, he said, gee, this is, this is not right. It's going to just, if you have that attitude about anything, you're going to, you know, eye for an eye kind of thing makes the whole world blind, as Gandhi said. Okay? And he said, nah, that's, then he switched from being a conservative to giving to liberal causes, ACLU and so forth. So it's very interesting. Even a person himself may change over time in different events and become the opposite of what his view was before. So PPT is what I call it, person, place, and time. So whenever we feel we want to make a conclusion okay, in our own values or about the state of affairs, okay, uh, part of wisdom is having a lo- larger perspective, huh? Takan, we call it in Japanese, wide philosophical perspective. Back up, okay, and say, oh, well, let's take a look. Mm-hmm. So I was really, got kind of carried away with that kind of thought. But, okay, today I want to introduce, to give us a uh, Dharma glimpse. Our guest is Levi Shinyo, who was part of our lay ministry. Ministry Nine Group, and he lives in Pennsylvania, and he's here live with us. So, Levi Shinyo Sensei, it's all yours. Thank you, Koyo Sensei. So, for a bit now, I've been thinking about the Buddhist teaching of rebirth, and this is kind of a topic where if you take a handful of Buddhists and you ask them what that means, you're going to get a handful of answers back. But right now, I'm not really looking for what the correct or the appropriate medical metaphysical kind of idea of it is right now i've been thinking about it in the context of my own life next saturday i'll be graduating from my college and it's a time of both great excitement and of great fear most of my life i always knew that the next grade was coming the next classes were already set but now the future is open and uncertain grad school for a while because I don't think it's maybe the correct thing to go into right away. But by doing so, you know, I, I leave myself at this, this state of, uh, state of unknowing. I, I heard once someone make the interpretation that for each day we, uh, each minute, each moment, maybe even each year and so on, rowries and that process of perishing and being reborn anew. And it certainly feels like that now. Perishing from what I knew and being reborn into a new world of possibilities. I think of that painting of the Wheel of Life, that cycle of samsara and cycle of of you know, trans, the transmitting between life to life and how that feels so so foreign but so unique and special to all of our lives and the way we go through it as we age and progress. It has many realms, which represent many, many different stages. And I always wonder where I'm going to end up. Perhaps I'll be, you know, proverbially reborn into a heavenly realm, where although I'll have a lot of luxuries, you know, 
maybe I'll have a nice job and a nice house and so on and so forth, but I may be too caught up in life to be open to new teachings and experiences. Perhaps things will, won't go as I would like them to, and I'll be stuck in you know, a hell realm where there's too much struggle and too much suffering to really keep up with the practice. And of course, these fears are always possible. But I also remember hearing someone say that if you heard the teachings of the Buddha in one life, you'll hear them in the next. And, you know, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to have so many friends and teachers and loved ones teach me these lessons. And, you know, that regardless of what the future holds, I'll know that I have the Dharma with me right into that center, that human realm where life isn't easy, but it is possibly peaceful and wonderful if you have the right view and you have the right attitude to go into it. I know that things will be rough at times and at times things will be good. But regardless of all that, I know I can move towards, you know, move towards a future and I can do it with some, some ease. You know, I make no claims to what grand truth rebirth has to offer, but I do know what it means to me in these moments. And for me, that's enough. So thank you for having me on. And that's my Dharma glimpse for today. Thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Uh, this topic, uh, you know, self-reflection, self-identity. Who am I? When I used to ask my father, well, I asked my father once. I was a, I was a college student, in fact. Okay, and I, I and I sometimes I wanted to know how to describe Buddhism in a social, casual situation to colleagues or you know acquaintances. So I wanted to get a kind of a short answer. I said, "Well, what is Buddhism? What, what's Buddhism really about, Dad?" My father said, "Is to find out who you are." See, the question is, "Who am I?" Now I have to admit. That that answer didn't wasn't very informative or helpful to me at the time. Okay, uh, but it's hits to the heart of it. Who am I? Okay, it it and it goes beyond our social roles, uh, things like this. You know, um, I think a Dogen. Uh, founder of Soto Zen, and he was a brilliant religious thinker. And when he was asked, what is Buddhism? He said, Buddhism is to study the self. What is to study the self? Is to forget the self. What is forgetting the self? It's to be enlightened by all things. I just love that. What's Buddhism? Who are you? And I think it's really interesting when you hear the term rebirth. Uh, A lot of times people might think of this in uh, a Hindu sense of an Atman that is, uh, you know, sort of equivalent to, I guess, uh, the concept of individual soul, your spirit or essence or something that gets reborn after your after you, your body after you die and you're reborn into a new life 
Okay, and depending upon how you acted in this life, you might be up or down. Okay, you might be reborn as a as a dog or as a caterpillar or or as a lion or as you know things like this. This idea, but one of Gautama Buddha's big splits was from that idea of an Atman, an enduring permanent soul. And then, so we say, well, what, what does rebirth mean then? It's not the same as reincarnation, okay? which is more describes more the the Hindu idea. Okay, and Buddhism has been called a non-soul system. There's no enduring, stable, static, unchanging entity per se, and this applies to self too. So, man, this throws us into a quandary, doesn't it? We say, well, 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 who am I, you know? Uh, And the idea of karma is not just individual actions and the effects, oh, you had good karma or you had bad karma. That's why you were reborn like this, okay? There's, you know, I thought it was kind of enlightening to find, to, to realize that there's more than, there's all kinds of karma. Not just individual karma, individual actions that have consequences, but karma means causes and conditions. And so what makes you who you are uh, could be because of your family karma, you're born into a certain family, or your or society karma, you're born into a certain country and you're influenced in this kind of way with these values and so forth. And that's how you're becoming. And I wrote that word down, becoming. You know, you're always becoming. Rebirth has been interpreted in an interesting way. Not anything to do with reincarnation notion, but that you're being reborn every second. Who you are is changing every day, every month, every year. And we don't notice it, but, you know, even from yesterday, we're a different person. We got influence. Even our cells are always changing. So physically, we're always being reborn too. New body. Okay, it's a matter of degree. Okay, and we see this more impact on individual life when some big event occurs. By big, I mean you know, just in person's life, graduating, getting married, having becoming a parent or uh, losing loved ones. We say, wow, man, you know, we really see how we are impacted and changed in a deep level. Uh, but at the same time, any, any ordinary day, huh, if, we, if we think about the teaching that, hey, being reborn every day, you're, we're always becoming what a process, okay? We don't, you know, becoming, not, you know, the conclusion, oh, I, I'm, I'm like this, okay, period. Hey, no periods in, in the Dharma. Huh? Uh, so I think to be able to jump into and embrace this dynamic, okay? Dynamic means always changing. Dynamic self, okay? The process of becoming. 
And we can have a lot to do with what we're becoming. And at the same time, we're in a fast, we're like a leaf in a fast stream. Okay. Even though we say, oh, I'm not going to be, once you're in that current, okay, social conditions or, you know, whatever, okay, it will, it will influence you. Okay. But if you go with that flow, so to speak, and there's a rock there, the leaf could go around the rock smoothly instead of banging his head and said, hey, what's this doing in my way, in my life? You know, boom, boom, boom. Okay. Where we self-victimize ourselves. Okay? And we try to impose our, this is very tricky. We can try to impose our individual efforts. Okay? And then something happens out of our control. Oh, okay. What does it mean to flow with the goal? This is a tremendous challenge. Who am I becoming? And I think the question, raising that question is more important than the answers. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going. And you have a beautiful day. Thank you.